welcome to the Central Bankers, but you will know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham, Hotspur are shit. Back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for today's well, this week's match preview for uh, Way to Brighton tomorrow night, 5 30 kickoff. As you can see, I'm from by Stephen Andrew. How you doing, guys? Watcher, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Oh, Bellingham's just scored for the under 23, so that's good. Yeah, well. I've been watching it. It's uh, they were all over us the first uh, 10 minutes or so, actually, to be fair. Mm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we've steadied out now, steadied the ship, but just gone 17 minutes now, mm. and we're starting to take charge, which is good. Yeah. Gee, Steve, cool. was, he was here, and then he dropped out. He, he yeah, I know. There we go. His man caves, obviously, uh, got dodgy signal today. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's winter now. <laughs> <laughs> you all right, steve Yeah, yeah, not so bad. You guys all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. How's your week been, Steve? Just the three of us again. Yeah. That's what the crowd demands, mate. So, you know, got to give them what they want. Well, you had the second 11 the first three games, and now you've got the first 11 again, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 Sorry, how's your week been anyway, Steve? Double derby as well. We've won back to back. I know it's all it's all good, isn't it? It's a bit weird, isn't it? You know, Twitter's very quiet these days. With you know, not seeing any Arteta out for ages. Yeah, Um, always got stuff to moan about, mate. Always got stuff to moan about. Don't worry about that. One of them has anyway. Ignore him. So (laughs) (laughs) even when we we could win six nil, you'll find fault in something. Yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. But yeah, as I said, we're literally looking forward to our tomorrow tomorrow night's game against Brighton, which will, which will be, let's be honest, a tougher test than what they, that lot gave us last week. Yeah. And we're feeling going into that. Three wins on the bounce. Four of you include the Wimbledon game as well. And we're scoring I think goals. If, um, if they turn up like they did last week and start the way they did last week, I think um, we should be all right. I think what's going to be the same eleven. Probably Xhaka, uh, Lokonga for Xhaka, and then go with the same mm. same 11 players, I think. Mm. I mean, obviously, Xhaka being injured, he looks like he's going to be out for the best part, well, rest of the year, isn't he? Mm. Which is a bit Two unfair. January, yeah. But, yeah, you know, so um, <coughs> give Lokonga and potentially make the Niles a chance mm. to uh, you know, establish the starting position, doesn't it? Well, it definitely does. You know, yeah, it definitely I mean, does. it's going to be pushed. We've still got El Nenny in the background as well, haven't we? Yeah, it's going to be push and go, really, as to whether um, Jacker will be back for, you know, when they go away to the uh, African Cup of Mm. Nations, really. Because not only has he got to get back, but he's got to get back sort of fit, you know, fit and ready to play. So um, I keep keep my fingers crossed for that one. We'll need him in January. Yeah, 
when is is it January? Was it end of January or beginning of January? When is it? Most of so, January, I think. Half, <laughs> just after halfway through, I think. Yeah. Second or third week, he'll be back. Available anyway. So, it's, I mean, what their way to pretty much most of January, you've got to write off, really, haven't you, for the people that are going there? So well, you've got party. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll, really, it's going to be a big month then for Touch with No Injuries wise, Sambi and Ainsley then. Mm. Yeah, because well, El Nini will be going as well. Yeah, for Egypt's yeah. part, he's got yeah. So that's, uh, hopefully, hopefully get off to a good. Hopefully, they've got well, they've got plenty of time to sort sort themselves out and get get form sorted individually and all that. Well, I've got to hope that Jack Wilshire starts really hitting some form in in training. Yeah, <laughs> give, him, give him a six month contract. Him, could all yeah, written for him, couldn't it? You know, yeah, things fall in place. You know, but mm. hopefully by then we'll be like twelve points clear, so we can probably afford to, you know, drop a few points in January, can't we? Yeah. And Steve's saying he wants to, he wants to win for the obviously got the international break after this, so he wants to win. He wants he doesn't want a draw or a loss. He wants to go out on a win. Yeah, sort of this little period we've had as well since since the last international break, we've won every game. Does so far. Yeah. Whereas before, it was literally losing everything we fucking touched. Well, we're the only team that won every game during the month of September. Mm. Now, Ted has been obviously nominated for manager of the month as well. I know, that's a really... He's going to win it, and I really wish he wouldn't. (laughs) Because look what's happened since. (laughs) Yeah, they won a game since. Well, apart from the penalties against Wolves in the the Cup. That doesn't count. They drew that game, technically. In 90 minutes, they drew a game. They sort of lost. Oh, yeah. And they won against, like, FC Vacuum Cleaner or something yesterday as well. Even then, then they they tried going with a weaker lineup and had to bring on the big guns after (laughs) half-time. After after going one-nil down. (laughs) Unbelievable. Big club club and all that. I'm pissing them off anyway today. There was a a fan channel earlier, and literally it was online. It was recommended on my homepage. I was like, okay, no, what? That's for the fans. went on there. A few others, a good event and all, was on there. In the chat, and I was like, okay. So I was just wound them up for the half hour, just sat there, winding all them up. And one of them piped up and gone, We've got ambitions to win the title this year. I'm like, What? In what in what aspect? You ever won a league title since 61? Well, before I was in, not even in colour. Yeah, but for, to be fair, did he actually say what team he was talking about? He might have been talking about his daughters <laughs> under nines or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Leicester as well. Leicester lost last night to, what was it, uh, Legia Warsaw? Was it Legia Warsaw? Yeah, Poland, yeah, yeah. They're, they're in a bit of a dodgy start as well. And everyone was calling, obviously, when when Emery got sacked, everyone, pretty much everyone was calling for Brendan Rodgers to be hired. And all of a sudden, and they're all slagging him off, all them, most of them people anyway. And they're sort mm-hmm. of going in the chat as well, saying hello to us. Like, How are you doing, my friend? Right, mate. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, but yeah, go back into the game itself. I mean, going, again, going into a bit, a bit of form. If, you base, if we're basing things off the last game we both played, we should have a bit more confidence because obviously, yeah, they scraped a one all draw and they didn't deserve it. Uh, Brighton against Palace. Come on, now. sorry. But they, but they were they were poor on Monday night. Mm. I watched the game back and they were absolutely appalling. From everything we've been hearing about them, they didn't pull up any trees and they got lucky at the end. But it is Brighton. Since they've come up, they have that's been a difficult place to go to. So they have, but their match has been a sort of a bogey, bogey ground of all the teams that. Been a regulars in the Premier League for the last how many about four? I mean, long have been here? 
four, four years now. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, must be. Must be, yeah. yeah. Well, mind you, we, we did the double over them last year. So yeah. any kind of hoodoo should be put to bed by now. Mm. And we've got a better team than we had then. Got a stronger team, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It was, and you've got a big team like that, haven't you? If you want to move yeah. up the league, you've got to be yeah, exactly. mid-table size, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely, exactly, yeah. You know, we want to, we could be top six by close of business on Sunday, couldn't we, potentially, if things go our way. Potentially, so. yeah. I mean, uh, we've got to give them some respect. I mean, even if we win tomorrow, we ain't going to go above Brighton. So... Oh, no, they've exactly had a right. decent start, so you know, we yeah. ain't going to take them lightly. It's going to be a harder game, like we said before, yeah. um, mm. in the last pod. It's going to be a harder game than against Spurs, so we've got to take it uh, really very seriously. Clearly, yeah. uh, not only the team, but the fans have as well. We can't just think it's going to be a cakewalk because, um, no, but winning becomes well. a habit, doesn't it? Winning becomes absolutely, a habit. yeah. You know, if we have four or five on the spin, then. It's, it, look, you're never going to claw back nine points in three games, were you? But we hadn't done a bad job in claiming back nine points in three games. So We did. Good spot, Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. So, no. Oh, bye, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Tottenham are back, are they? Kane scores a hat-trick against nobody we've ever heard of. And FC vacuum cleaner, yeah. Yeah, so suddenly they're back at it. Yeah, so we'll see. <sighs> No, definitely. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, Steve has just put in the chat as well, which is something I was literally just about to say. They've, they're without Basuma as well. I think um, mm. I think they're mm. without, well, Welbeck's a doubt as well. Um, mm. They've got a two or three injury worries, haven't they? Uh, and we've got none apart from Granite Xhaka, mm. which is very, very nice to hear. Not even any doubts. You know, look on the website mm. at the club. Um, no, it wasn't the website, sorry. I think I looked on one of the... Uh, newspaper thing with the team news and it's uh, doubtful for Arsenal none which is mm, <laughs> just yeah. literally unbelievable yeah the only person now is Granite Xhaka so mm. again shame for him but um, very very fortunate that we're at full strength yeah I think it's actually that, good I mean you know I think Ramsdale's back in the England squad isn't he that's, that's a good reward yeah. for his performances mm. so that's good you know, and um, Part, he's played, what, three games on the spin, which is good again. Mm. He's you know, played a um, little bit more, longer each game as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, if you good. notice, I think he went to 62 to 75 or there or thereabouts, and then he did the, yeah. did the full 90, which is really nice to see. Yeah. So, yeah. And, mm. and Tommy's a pretty much ahead on all the stats as a right-back, isn't he? I don't think there's any yeah. stats that he's not, that he's not top. Top of, so, yeah. So again, that's all going from strength to strength, really. Yeah, I think I th- honestly, I think already you can tell that in the future, Tommy's going to be one of these real cult hero, cult sort mm. of status guys for mm. Arsenal. Mm. Bit like sort of Carnu was that type mm. of uh, guy. I think he's going to yeah, yeah. players, like fans too. love him already, yeah. don't they? Everyone yeah, loves absolutely. him. But he, yeah. does, he doesn't mess about. He's a, he's a proper defender, isn't he? He doesn't sort of mm. panic. You know, no, very rare. Yeah. I don't think anybody's dribbled mm. past him yet. No, no one has. Yeah. And he yeah. expects the worst, doesn't he? Yeah. Like I think, I think we touched on it before. When it when something's happening in the box, he will expect that the worst's going to happen. So he's there to mop up just yeah. in case. Uh, I think it yeah, might yeah. might have been yourself actually, Steve, that sort of was talking in, in those sort of lines where he follows up 
um, things. Like yeah. it, it lost mm. count the amount of times where you know someone's taken making the tackle and he's been there just to find that he clear it away or Ramsey Ramsdale, sorry, he's made a save and he's he's tipped it away and yeah, yeah, yeah. he's always there, always there to help out a, a, a teammate, which is amazing. Really good to see. Well, Hmm. I think that's just the way he's wired, isn't he? He's wired to to defend and cover all the angles, and as you say, look look for the. Um, whereas before we've had defenders standing around watching, haven't we? Admiring yeah. the save and forgetting to, you know, cover the the attacking player that's coming in for the rebound and stuff like that. Yeah, so you just, yeah. I don't see Tommy hmm. doing that. In fact, I don't see any of the back four now because no. they're together they're all compensating each other. You know, we've spoken before, before about Tierney having to do two or three jobs. You know, now he's only got to do one job. Mm. You know, that's, yes. you know, that, so that, that's really good. And he can still bomb forward. And I don't think Tommy will bomb forward as much, but he's, you know, he's pretty quick from what I've seen of him. Mm. Well, the thing is, it's like when you said, I, I don't sort of have any kind of doubts anymore in the back five, back five. Mm. As I keep calling them. It, they, this just gives you so much more confidence, doesn't it? And when he said about yeah. Tierney only having one job now, I think that's because we sorted out the three areas of the pitch. Um, because mm. he doesn't seem to bomb up and down the wing all game anymore like he used to. He seems to be able mm. to just drop back every now and then and just conserve a bit of energy because the midfield's doing its job properly now and, and so's the, the, the front third of the pitch as well and um, although he's obviously still very much an attacking fullback he doesn't have to do it all, all the match anymore because no. we attack from the left we attack from the right we attack down the middle now and um, yeah. it's just so much more balanced and yeah yeah, it shows you how important those players were that we brought in in, in the back line because mm. it really has affected the rest of the pitch hasn't it you mm. really see that easily mm-hmm. see that as, as you know, I was at the, I was at the game last. I was at the game last week. And obviously, we, we were a couple of weeks before and last before going into that game, we'll be talking about the back the back five and the, the potential of a fully fit squad and what it looked like. But obviously, that back five, obviously Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, Gabriel White, and Tierney. For considering what was it? Considering uh, Tomiyasu, Ben White, and Ramsdale, three of that five are very justified for the club. There seems to be already. Oh. An understanding between us, like they know it, mm. they know the mm. strengths, their weaknesses, and the communicators. The communication is key as well, and it looks like it's working at the moment. I mean, what yeah. I, uh, that Ramsdale save last uh, last Sunday, we hit that's a put something to the crossbar, and Tommy Asu straight away reacted and got it out to a corner. What did, and yeah. they got up straight away? They, they just bumped each other. They, they couldn't catch yeah. each other. At the same time, they're organised and everything else. All the players, oh. who, who to answer yes. this and the other. Arsenal just got a second. Patino scored. Charlie, well wow. done. Charlie we're, Patino. We're as well, aren't we? At the, at the end oh no, it's not. It's not Patino. He normally wears number eight, but he's he's not wearing eight today. Obviously, who's my number eight then? Okay. But, oh yeah, Patino's Patino's running with the ball now in the replay. He's number ten. We'll change change it around a bit, but it's got an yeah. assist then. Yeah, that's good. Either way, it's good. It's a winning. It's a nice enough. goal. I think we we're well work on. Going off topic, going off topic. That we were saying the night, uh, Andrew, and the, and the women's watch along. But briefly touching in the twenties, we saw last season what the sort of the bar court was going on there with Steve Boulder, with all due respect. It was it was going downhill. We only just stayed up in that league. This year, Ryan Gary's come been high. He's come in, 
we are actually playing a lot better and getting better. Mm. We're doing, we're winning actually, we're actually winning more games than we were yeah. last year. So he's again former part of our youth product back in the early two thousands as well. So a bit of an Arsenal win us, is there? Well, we uh, like I said before, we really weathered the storm in this because I've got it on my phone on the bottom of the screen, <laughs> so I'm watching it whilst I'm talking. But <laughs> it's um, we really weathered the storm in the early parts of the match. But you can see, I mean. We're playing really well now. I mean, we really have changed. It just shows you how stale we went under the legend that is Steve Bold. I was, I felt terrible having a, you know, criticising him last sort of season or so, as you know I was. But um, yeah, we've been rejuvenated um, hmm. this this season in the PL two. So long with that continue as well. I mean, it's the whole club's doing well at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's all positive, isn't it? It's- Mm. You know, success time, and it's, success. Yeah. It's, it's feeding through all the levels and um you know there's a good feeling about the club at the moment isn't there? there's a lot of positivity mm. and you know players playing for the badge and you know want the success and um long may it continue you know yeah so, i have to say though brighton like obviously watching the under 23s the brighton team are as well playing some wonderful football mm. i mean that's got to obviously be filtering down like uh, the age groups as well to say that he, they want them all to play the same way that the uh, the senior team play. And um, if that's the case, I mean, obviously he's had such a good positive effect on that club as well, mm. um, the manager. So they're playing some really nice stuff as well. I have to say, uh, they are a really good club. Going, I hope they stick with him a long term and he doesn't get poached away because... Mm. He's a really good guy, I think. Really good manager. Not so sure about his beard, but um, <laughs> the way he plays football is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, maybe the, the lads up the road might be looking for a new manager if things go the way they're going at the moment. So, I hope they don't get him. I mean, yeah. I, I think after creating a word, his, his Potter philosophy. It's, it's football Potterosophy, <laughs> Graham Potter, because it's uh, <laughs> it's really good. I'm enjoying watching this game as well, and I think it is going to be a really. I mean, we've had a few comments in the in the chat tonight um, saying yeah. it's going to be a tough game, and it, I think it really is tomorrow. I think we're going to, have to grind it out. Like it's going to be, I'd be quite very very happy with another one nil, you know, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. That's what, that's, what I've been, that's what I've been saying all pretty much all week. We're going to get a lot, a bit. A, a, Huge test against Brighton. Big one we got against top, then not down the road. Men or women, mm. guys. Or on the 23s. Mm. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Steve's but, awesome. I mean, that's, as I said, you know, there's no easy games anymore, is there? So, no. you know, we get a result Puff against Norwich. Brighton. You know, that just pushes <laughs> it onto another level, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, go into the break. Hopefully, you know, we don't pick up any injuries during the break and then we can come back at it in two weeks' time and, and go again. I think, uh, I mean, because we've got um, these international breaks and this season, especially when we've not got the uh, Europe, you know, the European trips and, and everything, mm. I think as much as I hate these international breaks, I mean, they're going to be fantastic for for the manager this year, Arteta. Mm. He's going to be able to do so much work in these two weeks. It's, it's always like a like another mini pre-season for him. I mean, he's yeah. going to relish the time with the, with his players, isn't he? Uh, again, Absolutely. in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, we're not losing that many, are we? We're not losing that many to international football. No. 
So, <clears throat> so yeah, I think it's um, can't really have any negative things to say, really. I know, you know, first few games we were banging on about how negative, but now it's almost like it's just all positive. Yeah. I think we've got to um, get on to the... Uh, well, let's actually quickly say some hellos. Hello to Mr. Bungle. Hello to Steve F. Hello to Steve FC. Hello to Troy. Hello to the Arsenal Misfit. Hello to This Is Luca's Life. I can't scroll back up, unfortunately. I haven't got that capability on this screen, but thank you. If you're all Greta, Steve F. said, did you see the, the Gabriel interview? And I have to say, no. I'd like to know what was involved. I haven't seen it either, to be honest. No. So, Steve, give us some uh, shorts from what what was said. I'd be Mm. interested to... I'll dig it out when um, when we finish the stream, maybe. Have a a look for it. Mm. But no, I didn't see that one. But I think we'll have to touch on, boys. I think we'll have to Mm. touch on the, the big elephant in the room, and that is, obviously, we're missing Xhaka, as we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. and how we would and not only how we would but how you think that Arteso is going to solve that that hole that Xhaka shaped hole on the pitch well I think Lukonga is the obvious first option isn't it, mm. to come in um, you know I don't think he'll be doing too much different to that and I don't see him pe- I mean he could pull Odegaard deeper and then bring Pepe in couldn't he do something yep. different there and put Saka on the left and Smith-Rowe and Odegaard and pull them back slightly and, you know, put Pepe on the right. So he could yeah. could do something like that. But, you know, I'm not a lover of keep changing the, the lineup when you want a winning run. You just want to tweak, don't you? I mean, injuries, you know, you have to bring players in when there's injuries. But he might go slightly more defensive being in this away game. Mm. But who else mm. could you bring in? You know, well, well what would you do? What would you do and what do you honestly think that he's going to do? Well, me? Yeah, yeah. What would you do if you were the manager? But what, and then what would you, what do you think that Arteta is going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I personally, I would, I would, the only swap I'd make to be the Kong, keep the side the same, but bring the Conga in. Yeah. And go with that. And then um, take it from there. And I, I can't see Pepe coming back into the side straight off the bat, but no. he, he might do that. But yeah, I would just swap the Conga for Jackson and go with the same team. That's what I would do. Mm. And what was he going to do? Well, that's a million dollar question. Million dollar question, isn't it? I hope Steve ain't right. Like the Arsenal misfit in the chat saying he's going to play El Nini. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think that would be good enough to still win the match. I'm not being funny. I do, because they played really well, obviously, as we know, for, you know, more than one game last season when they were played together, El Nini and Partey. Mm. Um, I'm with you, though, Steve. I would definitely do that because I think when we played um, with Mikel... Um, Martin Odegaard, sorry, and Smith Rowe in midfield. And then we had uh, you know, Pepe up front on the right. Uh, we didn't look quite as cohesive attacking wise, did we? We won mm. the two games when that was the case against Norwich and, and Burnley, but we, we definitely weren't quite as fluid in the attacking, 
play that we had it, with you? Saka on the left, Pepe yeah. on the right. It didn't quite work the same, did it? No, and I think you mentioned it earlier about the balance of the side. The balance of the side with the setup for last week was absolutely perfect, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. When absolutely. You start squeezing Pepe in and moving Saka and um, Smith Rowe around, it starts to get a little bit disjointed, doesn't it? And I think it really benefited um, Aubameyang. Uh, it really did with having the one each side, of one hail end boy of each each side of him. Yeah. Smith Rowe on the left and Saka on the right. It's it's perfect, I think. And it's obviously, as you said earlier about uh, Tierney, because he's now got Saka bombing, uh, sorry, Smith Rowe bombing forward on the left. He doesn't have to be up and down all the time, does he? No, that's exactly what Smith, I mean. Smith Rowe is doing that mm. as well now. So, mm. um, yeah, I think the balance is there as it is. So mm. you don't want to rip it up and start again, do you? And start swapping players no. for the sake of it. Uh, I think, yeah. though, however, I think that he, I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll go back to having a midfield three of Erdegaard yeah. and Smith Rowe and Partey, and then probably bring back Pepe. And then put Saka back on the left. I think he'll do that because he's already seen it twice and win games twice mm-hmm. against Norwich. And yeah, I, I honestly think that he's going to do that, but I wouldn't. I would definitely go the yeah. other way that you said. I'd just yeah. literally just like for like replacement. And I, it, uh, to be fair, I think Lukonga's deserved this opportunity mm. well, to have a run of games. Did he? he didn't no. drop on his performances. And um, so he's now got. Potentially, he's got, well, he's got three months, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. He deserves a long run in the team based on, because he was literally dumped in it at the beginning of the Mm. season. Let's face Mm. facts, wouldn't he? (laughs) He's literally just like, right, you're going to sink or swim, fella. And, you know, that's it. You just go ahead. Even from um, mid-season. No, nothing. That's what I mean. That's why he deserves the chance. He, he, He rose to the... The challenge, didn't he? And um, mm. played brilliantly. I thought he was our man in a match. I think, even though we lost the first two, of, well, three games, I think he was one of our best players on the pitch. Yeah, mm. yeah. In those games, yeah. even pre-season so I, as well. Yeah. So I really hope he does. I really hope he does go with the Conga, and not mm. just go for the, you know, the simple, old, tried and tested on any option, mm. <laughs> but. My heart says that, but I think my head says that he might go back to the other one. You know, like I said, the midfield three. But we'll mm. see. I'll be happy with either, to be fair. I'm not going to exactly going to sit here and moan. Mm. Um, I think it's El Nani's not necessarily... Either way, that. but... El Nani's not an actually a rubbish player, is he? He plays... I think a lot of it, he plays the way he's been told to play by Arteta. He's sort of... He very mm. much sort of um, follows the... The, uh, the rules of what? the manager. So... Um, he can do a good job, potentially. I like um, him as a player. And do you know what uh, What I like about Onini? I don't know whether you've ever watched any of the training videos online, yeah. on YouTube and that, behind the scenes. When you see Onini training, he's that the one you can count on every single time to be doing it exactly how it's supposed to be done and trying as hard as he possibly can. Whereas you get... A couple doing it together every now and then, running backwards and forwards between the cones, whatever, and they'll be talking to each other and they'll be having a laugh, having a smile on their face, which is nice to see. Don't get me wrong. But El Nenny will be the one that's got his head down and he's sprinting between the cones. He's doing everything really, really hard. He trains hard. 
and he plays like it's his last game on earth every single time, mm. I think. He always tries 100%, doesn't he? The one thing that lets him down is that he's not progressive. He's, he's literally mm. so defensive-minded. Yeah. He hasn't got a progressive bone in his body and, and he will never really try and make that killer pass. He's obviously got the ability because he's a professional international footballer, but he never mm. will try it. He will always go for the easy option. And that's what draw, pull, makes me pull my hair out about him. But mm. he's not a bad player at all. He's just, he's a frustrating player because of that reason. That's all. But yeah, um, He's been, he's been creative. He's, he's scored some blinding goals, hasn't he? I mean, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so he's obviously got a good technique. And I think, you know, maybe playing with better players around him with more confidence, that will bring that out of him as well. You mm. just don't want to get into that where everything goes sideways. No. Mm. And at the end of the day, he's going at the end of the season. So he's not going to be our player. So we should not invest too much time on him. Use him as an absolute emergency mm. player only. But yeah. because why would you put him over and above Lakonga now? Why? What message why would you do that? What message does that send to Lakonga that when he only comes in ahead of him? It doesn't make sense, mm. does it? No. You know, no, at all. And, um, not at all. You know, if players want to leave or they're going to leave, then don't, as you say, this isn't an emergency, is it, to bring him back? No. no. We've got other options. We've exactly. Other options. And, and I would, I would 100% put, make the nails ahead of him as well. So, mm. yeah. He's, he's fourth choice in that, <laughs> in that Ajaka position now, really. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's like well, Steve's we'll chat. Again, you know, we'll all be looking at the team sheet when it comes out at five o'clock or half four when it comes out. Future to see who's on it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't expect too many changes. It's what Steve says in the chat as well. Is, is, he says, "Isn't it really? Isn't it really good that we have options that we're pretty mm-hmm. confident that they'll do a good job?" Again, there was last time to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's made the the next comment that that one there. Um, yeah. About because he did, he had a great game. We all saw that, and it mm. that uh, that clip of him at the end of the match went viral when he was literally <laughs> closing down in injury time at the end of the game, if you remember. Um, but he would be ideal to bring on when we are, say we're holding a really tight lead or we're drawing away at uh, Liverpool, for example, and you had to shore it up. You had to literally have to yeah. park the bus to get that point or that win. Yeah. Then fine, you know, he'll be the absolutely perfect player to, to bring on. But, You've not what no manager in the right mind should. I'm not saying he won't, but no manager should really put him over and above players like Maitland Niles and obviously first choice Laconga when they are the future of the club and he yeah. is going at the end of the season because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, especially no. against Brighton with the best will in the world. They're a great side, as we've already mentioned. But the one the weakness I would say that they have got is they're they are actually very lightweight in midfield. Mm. Mm. So I think we can more than afford to play uh Laconga there tomorrow from the start. It's more than good enough to compete against their midfield. Mm. Yeah, Steve goes on to say for me he says Lakonga's is part of his replacement, so part of his injured he'd have a backup. And then he can make Niles his Jacker's backup. We're gonna find we'll find that tomorrow obviously when the lineups are announced. But I think it's going to be more likely Lukonga part eight and Ainsley, Ainsley or uh, Mohammed I mean, any on the bench as a as the option to come on 
as you say, shore things up. Yeah, but if you had, if, uh, the counter argument for that day is would two Thomas Partey in midfield be a bad thing? <laughs> really wouldn't, would it? The way to Brighton as well, I recently could it wouldn't be a bad thing at all. But would it be bad against any team in the world? Mm. Two Thomas Partey's in the centre of your park? Yeah. Really wouldn't. They can do everything. Mm. Box to box mm. midfielders. They can pass. They can both pass. They can both tackle. Obviously, he's well behind Thomas Partey. I'm not getting cared mm. himself. But Lukonga's obviously got that ability to be that good one day. Mm. And especially if he, if he plays alongside Thomas Partey, like you said earlier, Steve, and I think we'd all recognise that someone playing alongside Thomas Partey is only going to get better. And look mm. what happened when Manhammed and he did play alongside him. He looked 10 times better all of a sudden. Mm. And he's playing alongside Thomas Partey. He's only going to bring forward Lakonga a lot quicker. Mm. And I wouldn't have any arguments of, to see to see how that partnership can blossom on the pitch. I think it'll be really exciting. I've been waiting to see it since the start of the season, to be honest. But I think if he was anywhere near as good as Thomas Partey, having technically two Thomas Parteys in the centre of Arsenal's midfield, I'd be absolutely over the moon <laughs> with that. I don't think that they're not going to be able to play together for a start. Of course they're going to be able to play together. They'd be two brilliant players and that can do everything. I mean, Thomas Partey can do everything. I mean, yeah, he hasn't scored a goal yet, but we saw against Spurs that he's, he's getting, getting closer. Close, he's closer and closer and closer. It's coming. It's definitely coming. And that's the difference as well over party, this party last season and this season. Last season, every time he had a shot, he'd go to those Z in the empty stands. This year, mm-hmm. it's actually on, every shot's been pretty much on target or it just yeah. goes wide of the post. It was a great shot against Spurs. Not, not, Unlucky, really. He's not a goal scorer, a midfield goal scorer, is he? No, no, he's no. Not, no. But he's, he's not afraid to have a top either. Yeah. But he's yeah. not trying to have a go. And it does sort of yeah. give the defenders something else to think about, doesn't it? When you can mm. hit one from 30 yards. I mean, yeah. you know, by law of averages, won't all go in eventually, won't it? He hit the post mm. in pre season as well, didn't he? Yeah. The crossbar, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's been a major critique of Arsenal in general for the last few years since obviously you got like losing goals on midfield. We didn't have midfielders that were happy to have a pop from 25, 30 yards out. They, don't, they want to pass mm. it in and all that. And it, again, it's almost like they weren't allowed yeah. to, isn't it? It's almost yeah. like they weren't allowed to. Well, there's that sort of infamous in, the inside joke in the fan base of if, they, if a player had a shot from outside the box, they'd get fined if it goes in yeah. or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't have, I honestly wouldn't have put that past Wenger, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. wouldn't. But I think he's going to score earlier than John Jensen did. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I think I've still got my T-shirt somewhere that I bought outside the ground when he, the day he scored. Mm. Yeah. I saw John yeah. Jensen score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, um, and again, again last week with, with a football, obviously before Granite got an injury and all that, with a fully fit squad, and we actually, for the first time, Really got to see how Arteta wants these teams to play. Mm. What intent? How yeah. intent? I know he's off London derby, might take that into equation, but that, the enthusiasm from the players. I mean, Saka and Smith, as we've already touched on, they were phenomenal going back down both wings, and Aubameyang thrived off that. And Odegaard as well. Any space he had, he just got the ball. He ran a bit. He didn't try and go past the side or something. He just got the ball and gone forward 
and open and look for the progressive pass forward. I mean, mm. he he got he made a pass that obviously to Saka that got the first goal mm. and things. Like that. But so we're slowly starting. It's not it wasn't perfect performance because as you said, the second half we sort of dipped off a bit and sort of took put off put our feet up on the on the old in the beat on the beat so to speak. We sort of went okay, we're feeling up, we're fine now. We've got the point to just get out of here basically. Um, and that's the one thing he's got to sort of address with the players that can come on. We want on a full. I want a full ninety. That forty-five minutes really against Tottenham. I want a full ninety minutes against anyone. Mm. And if he could do that, I think Paul Merson said this week. If if Arteta can do that on a consistent basis with this this squad of players, and obviously injuries and all that go off go get, go in our favour, I won't be I won't be if we we actually do get close to top four. If not, just skipping, literally skipping there by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. Why not? <clears throat> why not? You know, why so not? The, next, the next four games are key to that because, obviously, as we've said, the first ten games of the season would have been you got there's a points point point we need to reach. If the next four games you win against obviously Brighton, coming back after the internationals, is it, is it no Palace, Villa, no, Palace, Leicester, and Villa? When them if we, if we win win them for next four games, we're right in the mix already. And if we, again you've got a bit of run, then you've, that's what seven games on the bounce. Then you would have won. Well, it's momentum, isn't it? Yeah, so it's all about momentum, isn't it? And you know, winning games, winning games, winning games. Even if you get the scrappy one nil, you just keep winning games, don't you? Mm. Just keep winning. And it, yeah. Confidence and, builds. And it'll sort of prove because obviously you've got one of our resident subscribers comes in every now and then. Cheddar's, who's a Liverpool fan, said all season last year that being out of Europe would be, would benefit Arsenal. And if that was mm. the case, obviously we do obviously we do what we do, we'd be, hypothetically we do what we do. He'd be proven right. But then, obviously, if we were to get Champions League, if we, by some miracle we do get top four, the pressure's on Arteta then to maintain that for next season. Mm. Obviously, with a few distance here and there, obviously, because obviously players yeah. going in and out. But that's the thing, though, isn't it? You, you build from strength, don't you? So the next time, next transfers will come, you can add to that side now, can't you? You can add another 23, 24-year-old mm. to that side, you know, whether it be midfield or forward or, you know, another... You know, defensive midfield players. So you you're looking now to get the next Jacker, aren't you? But a 24 year old mm. version of Jacker, you know, and then you're trying to replace Ewan Eni with another 24, 25 year old. That um, that guy eventually, I think, will be Miguel Aziz. Yeah, may well that, be to full time replace him in two or three years' time. Yeah, not yeah. yet. For the second half of the season, when it really gets important to pick up points, you want a bit more. Um, Experience than Aziz, possibly. Yeah, but Sam, Sam, absolutely should play. Like Gary's oh, just said, yeah. But you want hundred percent. You, and... you can bring on, don't you? You want somebody else of that ilk that you can. Yeah. Bring on, yeah. Not an El Nene. No, yeah. and uh, what Steve said just before, um, he mm. said he doesn't disagree with me about um, Laconga and Partey, but Arteta's style is one central midfielder forward, another acts as a deep line playmaker. But, but what? And I, t- I totally agree with you there, Steve. But what I think we know about Mikel Arteta is he loves players that are able to <clears throat> fulfil a number of different tasks yeah. as well. And I think that if they can play, if they can get that relationship, then there will be a case where what we used to do, remember when Chiarantini was bombing forward and Xhaka would drop back into the left-back role. Well, if we could have two central midfielders that are hybrid players, box to box, can do a bit of absolutely everything, but do it very well. 
Mm. Then where one does go forward, the other will naturally just drop back mm. and mm. vice versa. So when the ball is breaking on one side, one will take it forward, Mm. the other one will drop back into that space. And I think Arteta, that's what he wants his players to do. So that's the way that I think they can dovetail very well. But obviously time will tell on Sambi because it's a lot of looking forward with Sambi and Mm. sort of guesswork at the moment. But I think we have got a good idea that the boy can play. He can play very well. Um, Obviously, he's very close to being a Belgian international with a number one team in the world, international team in the world. So that's not a bad mm. start. And obviously, being the captain of his last club, who are not a small club by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. So he's definitely got it. But if he can, he can if he can forge that relationship with Partey, that'd be a, a mouthwatering proposition for mm. me. You think, the, um, you think Arteta brought Sambi in to be a first team player now? Or do you think he brought him in to be a squad player now and develop as the season goes on or do you think, I think it was really... more, yeah i think it was the latter i think it was once once it was made clear that Jacques was staying i think yeah. it was more the latter once yeah. they just once that was i was yeah developing for the season and the next season see how we go from there sort of build up from there yeah but like he's like andrew just said there about the, having a partnership where what one bombs all the other one drops deep deep that's what we used to have with Vieira, Vieira Petit, Vieira Roberto. One mm. pop, one pop forward, they have one to drop back and protect the back line. Mm. There's an understanding. And, he wants he wants all his players to be able to play in multiple positions. We've seen that mm. already. And I think that would be the ideal scenario. I'm not saying that that's uh, it's going to be the case, but I, I could see that quite, quite not easily, but I could see that happening um, in the not-too-distant future where we've got two players like that because obviously already Sambi's got a good stature about him. He's not a, he's certainly not a weakling, is he, in midfield? Mm. He's, he's tall and strong and powerful and quick. I think that's going to get better. I don't think he's fully fully there yet. But um, if we can get two Thomas Partey's doing that in the midfield, um, oh God, it'll be so nice to see. Oh, it really would. be the best midfield I've had in years, wouldn't it? Really would. Well, we've got, we've got potentially we've got the best back five we've had in years. So why not have the best yeah. midfield we've had in years? Yeah. And build from there, don't you? And uh, yeah. the thing about the, these players is that they've all got good engines, haven't they? They've all got good fitness levels. So we don't see them fading as the game goes on. I mean, the amount of times we could see us being caught on the break, I don't see that at this side because I think they've all got no. that defensive mentality with them to yeah. cover each other. And um, be able to, you know, recover when things go wrong, mm. which I've not seen for a long mm. time. You know, you look mm. at the, our age in back four before and midfield. I don't see that now. I just see fit young players that know what the job is, know what the job mm. is to do. Really. Yeah. And a young, and then as as you keep saying, especially that back line, young and hungry. I think yeah. the oldest player, I think the oldest player is Tierney. I think he's like 23, 24. 24 now. 24 now. He's the oldest, yeah. So, yeah, and obviously, they put Ramsdale there. He's like 23, I think, as well. Something like that. So, again, it's a very young back line. Well, did you guys listen to the, um, sorry, the Lee Dixon interview on the Arsenal Vision podcast? I haven't yet. I've got it all set up for you later. Yeah. uh, Elliot sort of touched on that. Could they, you know, become and grow into like our famous back four? In the future, and obviously, obviously, Lee said it was all about 
depends on what they're going to be doing on training pitch for a start. And they need to be drilled five days a week on the training pitch. However, he said that they were all um, around that age when they started. Mm, that yeah. famous back four, except Tony Adams was even younger, I believe, at that point. He started to see late 80s and he was already captain. But um, Lee Dixon himself was 23 when he came in. Um, so was Baldy was around that sort of age as well. So they, they were literally all around that sort of age group. So like I said in the last show we all did together, I think the best case scenario, they could potentially be our back five for for the next 10 years and, and, and become yeah. a defence that was I'm not saying they would ever be as good as that, but maybe the best case scenario is they will, they will be that good yeah. if they could all stay together. No reason why it's in their hands, yeah. isn't it? It's in yeah. their hands. They're all on long-term contracts. <coughs> They've all got the right age. Yeah. They're all physically fit. Why can't they just carry on? You know, it's just yeah. a question of, you know, when you have to bring in replacement through injuries, you know, are we going to be bringing back Mari and Holding, and can they then slot into whichever position they've got to they've got to pick up? You know, mm. um, you know, I'm quite confident that Tavares can um, deputise for Tierney going forward. You know, and um, Maitland Niles might have to be the, the backup right back. Yeah, mm. I, I, <coughs> excuse me, Tavares is another one that really excites me. We, he doesn't obviously get a mention because he's not a starter at the moment like the other ones are, but yeah. the, honestly, he should be absolutely amazing to work with as a young player. His age, he's, he's got everything you want. He really has got everything you want in a player, especially at fullback. I mean, his potential is frightening, absolutely frightening. If he gets the right training, which have got no reason to think that he won't, but... If he can get the right training and really learn that role properly, what a player who could have in our hands there long term. Mm. Really good player for the money, honestly. We're not going to lose money on that kid, regardless of what happens, whether he doesn't, whether he wants to leave next year because he's not getting any football. We're only going to get more money for him. But I hope that doesn't happen because I think he's got a big future as well. Mm. I think and all yes, six players we bought, I think all six players we bought, the values have gone up. Oh, 100%, yeah. But you know, I, there's no doubt that, you know, because of the age, they've all gone up in price. In other words, yeah. obviously, mm. but, you know, they've all got a resale value, whereas before we're buying in players that don't have a resale value. And, you know, that hits the club in terms of buying more players, doesn't it? You know, so yeah. we've still mm. got quite a few players on the book that we've got to find a way of moving on, haven't we? Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, the assemble do. The Sorry? assemble do. Just asked a question about Sambi, saying who um, recommended him, and I, I heard it was Henri who made the call. Yeah. It was Henri first. And, uh, yeah. Vincent Company. Um, he's the one who's obviously his manager. Um, he um, said he said he's already the best midfielder in the Premier League when he when we signed him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, probably a bit pushed too far at that point, but uh, that's a high praise coming from him, you know. Mm. And and obviously, mm. Vincent Company making him captain, that's really impressive. Mm. We all know what captain he was like uh, yeah, at Man yeah. City. Yeah. But yeah, Henri yeah, I mean, was the one good, that pushed you know, him forward just, to us. Um, so. He's just got to get a run in the side now, which he obviously will, won't he? I hope so. Mm. I really do. I think that what Steve put, I think Steve said he agrees with me that he thinks that 
Arteta is going to go the, back to the 4 3 3. Because I've got a sneaky suspicion that that's what he'll do. Mm. But I really do hope that we get to see that a run of games that, uh, so they can start building that relationship, Partey and the Congo. I really, I've been saying that since the start of the season. It really excites me that possibility, possibility yeah. of them playing together. I really want to see it. But, we'll, you know, it's only time will tell tomorrow whether we will or not. Yeah, it will be explained in the chat is saying there's too many years teams have capitalised on Arsenal because the players didn't care enough for the badges or whatever. This kind of couple of players seem to be the complete opposite, going back to the old school of they know what it means to play for the badge, the shirt, and what Rocky and obviously Adams have said for that years. Remember, remember who you represent and all that. Mm. And they remember the names on the back. But um, with that, again, since Arteta's been obviously hired all about 20-odd months ago, on and off, I've said what's going on at the club since he's been hired has very, been very reminiscent of when George Graham took over in the aspects of there's a lot of experienced players that wouldn't just weren't turning up for us. We'll put our performances at an all-time low as well, consistently. And we went down, and George Graham went down this route of using some of the youth players, as we know, and buying young, hungry players, as we're doing now, mm. and having a couple, and losing literally one or two players of experience that you inherited that wanted to play still. Mm. And eventually, obviously, he went on to move the fruits of it. I think it would have done it a lot longer yeah. if obviously things that hadn't come out where you had, but it is what it is. And it, again, it's very reminiscent, and that side of things is very reminiscent of what happened back then. Obviously, times have changed. Not, I'm not going to say now, in two, three years' time, we're going to win a league title. Because oh, football, is, football, is, football is different. It ain't going to be that easy, but if we do, it being fantastic. Don't get it twisted. Now, I mean, the other thing that Lee Dixon said was about where the players come from, you know, as well. Like, um, the signings that we made at the time, it's not always going to happen in, like it did back then, but obviously mm. we've got him and, and Baldy from Stoke, got Winterburn from Wimbledon, we've got, you know, Perry Groves at the time from Colchester and all that. Mm. But if you look at the players we've brought this summer, they've all made a step up as yeah. well. You know, yeah. discount okay. Martin Erdegaard because he obviously was struggling, wasn't getting any home there, but Real Madrid. Mm. But discount him and where he came from. All of them are made a step up and they're desperate to play for Arsenal. And that's that's a really, really important thing for me. Hmm. You know, I think Odegaard probably just about gets in that bracket as well because he could have gone to quite a few clubs, probably. You know, mm. But ultimately, mm. he wanted to come back to Arsenal. And that says something, you know. And yeah, mm. the young players, they all want to play for the badge. They're not at the end of their careers looking for a paycheck. No. So they're at the start of their careers, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the fact they can all grow together, I think it's brilliant. Really, yeah, I do, why, yeah. Why can't we win the league in three years' time? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, it won't, it won't be as easy as it was back then. No, no, no. But, but I mean, being top six shouldn't really be the time. I know it is where we are last season. Top six would be an improvement. Yeah. Top four would be an improvement. But what you know, this play, this this team in three years' time with a couple of additions. Because um, let's be honest, I mean, Aubameyang probably won't be the lead striker in two, three years' time, will he? So be Hopefully, Martinelli will be. Yeah, so mm. there'll be somebody else that will come through. Mm. And we will challenge. We will challenge. Mm. Without a doubt. I'll be, I'll yeah. be honestly, I'll be like the way things look, obviously, we're all going by if, buts and maybes at the moment in the sense of consistency. Now, that's the thing that's, that's down last year was consistency in terms of the, yeah. the positive sense. 
if we can put that together this year, and also we do achieve fifth or fourth or whatever, if we can't, if we do that, and obviously go next, push on next season, no matter what, onto another level, I'll be surprised if we're not competitive and pushing for a title in, two, in the next two, three years. I'll be surprised based on that. Yeah, me too. Me too. We're not going to have massive gaps like thirty odd points like, oh, we used, no. like we've been having oh, the last few years. That's that's that's, no. that's not going to happen anymore. No. I don't think. No. But, I mean, one thing we do need to re- mm. realize, I'm sure, that with this crop of young players, with all the excitement and the potential, we are still going to get mm. some bad results across the yeah, across the way this year because yeah. they're young, obviously. Yeah. But we just need to back them because mm. that's what. We've all seen the difference, the massive the atmosphere, the fantastic atmosphere this year we've had at the Emirates, and it makes what difference it makes. And getting rid of the negativity and not booing them every five minutes when they put a pass mm. astray or something like that. You know, Aaron Ramsdale, you get all the people coming back out the floorboards again. We were giving him all that hate before it even signed. As soon as he drops the ball and someone scores. They can say oh, they're just waiting there. You can tell, waiting there to mm. say, "I told you so." You shit. That's what's going to happen. We just, I just hope that the the fans can properly see the project now. I hate that mm. word, but but you know what I mean mm. about what we're doing and, and what we're building here, and they they just back it, you know. And just when we make when we have a bad result, that's when we need the support even more, you know. I just wish mm. that that would happen. And I, I know I'm living on cloud cuckoo land, but that would be so lovely to see, wouldn't it? And they'd actually mm. back these players for once. You know. I think when we lose mm. a game, we won't lose a game through not having any effort, not turning up. We might lose a game because we just come up against a better side on the day and the ball didn't go out right. You know, that mm. happens. But what you don't want to see is teams giving up and not having the passion. I don't think yeah. you'll see that mm. on this side. They'll, 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 they'll give it 100% even mm. when they're behind. Yeah, and exactly. What, and that's what we've, for the last few years, even under the last couple of years of anger, that's what we're, when we're, when we were losing, we were, we're complaining because more so because we weren't seeing that. We're seeing players just turn up for the paycheck and piss off, basically. They weren't really invested in the club itself. They were just happy to, to just being, they weren't even happy to be there. They were just like, that's it, getting a paycheck and getting out of there. And there's sort of there's a there's a vot in that club, which it's, it's taken a lot of time, but it looks like we are getting slowly getting rid of it slowly. Um, I mean, how many times have we seen games like the Tottenham game, whereby we've been miles in front, we can see the goal, and suddenly we collapse? You know, all the all the mess, shambles. You know, the shots flying in, we end up not winning the game. Didn't see that. No, and to be fair, a lot of the time under Arteta, we haven't. Even last. Exactly. Was it not last um, thinking? Where was that, you know, going back to... I know, it was around the, sort of the, the cup final run. We had that mental game against um, Liverpool. Do you remember? Where we somehow won 2-1. We were oh, all back yeah, to yeah. the wall game. Scrappiest <laughs> game ever. It, even going right the way back to then. And that the cup tie that we t- spoke about last week um, against Leeds, not long after he started. Yeah. When we when we completely changed after the half time, and went on and won the and clung on to one nil win. I think a lot of the time under Arteta we don't collapse. We have had. I'm not saying that that's the. It's always the same. There's always going to be examples of when we have. But a lot of the time we have seemed to have that bit more of a 
a backbone and it's been growing mm. quite nicely. And I, yeah, yeah. totally right though, Steve, because when we conceded that one goal, I know we had a, they had a couple of pot shots here and there, they had that amazing save by Ramsdale, but that, that's going to happen. I mean, they're going to be playing mm. for pride in the second half and, yeah. you know, trying their hardest. But I didn't feel under any, you know, stress at all that we were going to yeah. lose that game or that they were going to come back. We yeah. saw the game out quite professionally, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't get yeah. that feeling at all anymore. We're definitely not a pushover anymore. Yeah. That's sort of been packed away a long time ago, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And with these the, the players that we brought on, three massive, big, strong, fast, athletic players, yeah. it was it was really good, I think. Really encouraging, the strength of the bench. And go back to that question you had on the screen for a little while about Martin, Elisa Saliba and AMN. Have they got a future? Yeah. I think... I mean, if to be fair, if Saliba doesn't get a chance, someone needs sacking in the, in the club because as if that player don't need a chance in the team. Of course he does. Well, it's just, him last night. It keeps going out of him last night. Uh, a scrap yeah. with Van Hanel. Yeah, I mean, unreal player. He played brilliantly yesterday. Um, but I, I hope he does. I definitely think Martinelli will. And I think we've had this conversation before about it's, it's not just about the starting eleven anymore, is it? It's about having players, a full squad. I think it's going to play a lot off the bench this season. And I listened to the, um, I think it was the Ask cast earlier on, and Tim Stillman made a really good point. He thinks that he's going to have that kind of role um, probably for the next couple of seasons, hopefully not quite that long. But he's he's in the Aubameyang in waiting for when Aubameyang finally does leave. And until that time, he's going to have a, a squad role and play all the cup games when he can. And uh, when we get back into Europe next some season, playing all the European games, etc. But he's being groomed, if you like, to, to be a Bamiyang mm. successor. And I, I, I agree with that. I do. Um, mm. We can't not play a Bamiyang at the moment. He's our captain mm. and the biggest earner. And he's going to have to wait his turn. But I think that he's going to play a lot off the bench this season and play a big part because he can be a great player to end a game and win a game when we need him to. And AMN, I, I, again, I really hope that he does stay because I think he's a really, really valuable player. This And he's going to have a big part to play in January when the AFCON comes around. And if we get another injury, for example, somewhere, God, God forbid, he's going to play even more. So I think he's going to play a lot of minutes this year, AMN. Hmm. I think he just no, needs definitely. to develop a position, doesn't he? I think we spoke before about AM. He just needs a position that he can call his own. I don't think he does. No, I think he's. I think he's a utility player, and he. he, is he a utility player, but I think, still think he needs a position. Mm. I don't think he's ever going to get that though. And no, I'm not sorry. just saying Arsenal either. Unless he drops down the leagues, I don't think he's going to get that anywhere. Mm. Because he has. He's, he's 24, athlete, 25 now. Yeah, he's such a good athlete. He is, yeah. And mm. I think he should embrace the fact that he's he's a really valuable member of the squad where he, he can play in different areas. It, it mm. gives him more and more chance of playing where he'll get mm. more and more injuries because he can play mm. left-back, right-back and midfield, can't he? Mm. And, and yeah, the wing-back, both wing-back positions. So I, I think he I think he should embrace the fact that he's got that importance because he should always be in the match day squad, no matter what. Mm. And yeah. that's that's a that's a really important player to have, worth a yeah, worth a lot more mm. to a team than the money you could get from. I think. 
And I think going back to Martinelli, he's just got to take his opportunities when they come along, hasn't he? He's got to find a way. Mm. When he gets those 20 minutes at the end of the game, of finding a way of scoring and building that confidence so that he becomes the first choice, you know, replacement for when Aubameyang goes off. Because, I mean, Lacazette's mm. going to go, isn't he? I think that's, that seems to be the word. And he's, not, he's in the last year of his contract, isn't he? So yeah, so Martinelli sp- should be that backup forward, shouldn't he? So, yeah. And um, but he needs to start scoring, doesn't he? he needs to. Mm. But I think in this team he will, because I think the way we're playing now will give him that opportunity to play. Yeah, mm. definitely chances. Definitely, yeah. And I think, it, I mean, it's it's because I've been guilty of it as much as anyone else at all like, about worrying about playing. Oh God, how, how's he feeling? You know, he's not playing. Mm. You know, <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm always worried about he's going to leave, but. At the end of the day, it's down to them to grasp mm. that chance. And yeah, yeah. all of our players, have, like, obviously Saka's the biggest one recently, who took his chance and grabbed it with both hands and made himself undroppable. And as yet, Martinelli hasn't quite done that. No. But he will, he will, because he'll come on one, you know, one game. He's bound to play against Leeds from the start. He's bound to come on with half an hour to go. In the next next game or two, and he needs to score a goal or two, or set, you know, get an assist and play out of his skin and, and try and make himself undroppable for the next game. And, mm. and so you can't always worry that the manager is treating them badly because they're not playing every game. You've got to put it onto the player as well to win that mm. <laughs> win that place in the team. He's got to knock the door down, and he? he's got to give the yeah. manager a decision. Yeah, you can't drop me. You know exactly. Great way of putting it. You know, to um, Smith Rowe, he's he's there now, isn't he? He sort of forced the manager into, mm. you can't drop me, you've got to play me. And now he is playing, and mm. Martinez has got to do the same. Whoever he comes on to replace in the second half, 20 minutes to go or whatever, he's got to take that opportunity. And then next yeah. time, um, he'll get it again. And then, and then you just build up that, that um, <coughs> new Exactly, and it, and also with the, with young players, it's it's very right that you know you dip their toe in the water, and then hold them back again to wet their appetite to say, "I want more of that. I want more of that." And it's almost like having sort of the greyhound analogy, where greyhounds—I don't know whether they are anymore—but they used to be starved for a day or two before yeah. a, a race, so that, that when they saw that that rabbit. They were so starving and so hungry, they just went and ran as fast as they could after that rabbit because they were starving. And it's a it's that sort of analogy with a young player sometimes that mm. you want them to to starve from the sidelines, watching that football, wanting to be involved, wanting to be desperately involved, and and it makes them play out their skin when they do get that chance. Mm. And there's so many young players nowadays that get it all so early and so easily, and get like mm. the. Um, Oh, what's that guy's name um, oh, from Chelsea? Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yes, when he, they, they suddenly paid him 150 grand a week or something ridiculous yeah. when he was 18, so they didn't want to lose him. And he, Have you seen that Callum Hudson-Odoi since? Nope. No. Absolutely not. Because they didn't keep him hungry, didn't keep him wanting to fight for his place. He, whether he had that mentality that he wanted to fight for his place is another thing. I don't know. But sometimes that's what you do to a youngster to hold him back, and I think that Martinelli, I can feel him like he's like a dog collar on him. You're holding him by the collar, and he's just desperate, mm. like, <laughs> drooling at the mouth, wanting to get on that pitch. 
And hopefully yeah. that'll be what he plays like next time he gets a chance and mm. he will make sure that he, he is noticed and that the manager will give him another chance very, very soon. I think you'll see yeah. a different Martellini in this side than you did the first three games. Because I think the, crea- yeah. the creativity and balance in this side is completely different to the first three games that he was involved in. And as we said, you know, he's not, he won't be ch- chasing 30-yard balls into the corner. The ball will be coming to him. Yeah, that's a really, really, really good point though, Steve. Because when he when he played against Brentford, we were so disjointed. And we had half, <laughs> most of the team out, didn't we? All the first yeah. t- starters yeah. are out and... It was dreadful. It was a horrible. I mean, he wasn't fit wasn't either his, because no, he just he wasn't yeah. Come back from um, yeah. Tokyo. I didn't exactly. so, I mean, his, his problem is obviously is the fact that we've got so many young players in the side. He's got to break into that somehow, isn't he? But he'll get mm. his chances, and then when he gets his chances, he's just got to stick one in somehow, isn't he? And then then go on from there. Yeah, well, absolutely. A question in the chat from the assembled as well, saying, "Does anyone believe Arsenal need a physical forward go that's good in the air?" Well, Martinetti is that, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Martinetti yeah. is that player eventually. Mm. Um, but yeah, it would be helpful at the moment, wouldn't it? It would be helpful. Someone to, someone's, again, someone that you can feed off as well, as in on the I, training pitch you can feed off. <clears throat> I'm telling you what, this guy, Mika Beerith, I know he's not ready yet, but I'm really excited about him. He's, he's, mm. I, I mean, at the moment, he's the way I see him playing, and I love um, following Balogun as well, he's a real talent, but and they're very different players, really. But in fact, following Balogun just did an incredible bit of skill. Wow! And he's won another penalty. Mm. He's, he's just won another penalty. He literally did some kind of Penenka type pass through the <laughs> nutmeg. This right back, right? Penenka'd him nutmeg. Mm. Which is unbelievable. You've got to see this bit of techers when you see it on Twitter. I'm just I'm just and he, and he, uh, he just won a penalty. But what I was just... <laughs> that's taken my breath away. That's amazing. But that's... Um, what I was saying is, he's a very different type of player to that Mika Beerith. But Mika Beerith already, only, I think he's 18. Maybe... Is he quite 18 yet? I'm not sure. But he's a unit already. Really strong. Never gets mm. barged out of the way. He looks like a complete player with his head. I think he's two-footed as well, by the looks of it. But he is um, a, a brilliant steal for last in the summer. Mm. Really good steal in the summer from Fulham. So um, I, I just can't quite believe the amount of... I know he hasn't come through the academy, but the amount of talent we've got at the moment scary, coming through the... It's, never, it's, honestly... That. Never known. I've never no, no. I don't. Never. I've never known it like it in any club <laughs> coming through at a similar sort of time, let alone Arsenal. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. quite staggering, really. Um, it's just whether or not we can, uh, it we can actually keep hold of them all, isn't it? And, or do you know mm. do the Chelsea and loan out forty odd players to various clubs? Yeah, or, or make a lot of money out of them. Um, well, sad to say, I, I hate it when we do that, but it's legends, will they? they won't all become yeah. players, but some of them will. Naturally, move That's on to move on, yeah. reasonable money. Yeah, did you see that? What that? Uh, what, yeah. he, what, what he literally just did? Turned, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, literally <laughs> turned it on. And it was that good sign of replays. Unbelievable! Yeah. It's three 0 by the way for the twenty-three. Yeah, three 0 Really good performance now. No, um, but yeah, um, it would be nice to have someone that's great in the air at the moment. But um, hmm. I think that Martelly could be the answer long term. 
Yeah. Um, Steve's the same. Dominic Calvert Lewin, a good shout, apparently. Well, it is a good shout in one sense because obviously from really proven. But would he, him coming in, not just a wager side of things, but would he be happy with Martin because after was ahead of him basically he became from he went from being a top dog at Everton to having to fight for his place he's that sort of player because he's never had that it's whether Everton would sell him to us as well because mm -hmm. of um, obviously the links at board level with um, Uz Uzmanov and the other Uzmanov yeah. Yeah. I think he ain't going to do any do us any favours is he not a crunky at the club still no believe you me there's no love no Yeah, and we'd have to pay a probably world record fee between two English clubs to get him, which just won't happen, mm. would it? I think I think it'd be too expensive for an English club to buy that player. Anyway. Yeah, me too. I think it, it just and there's probably a continental players out there that we you know generally we've never heard of that would probably do a similar job. Well, yeah, there's the chap over at Fiorentina, um, who is only 21, who just looks like the next big thing, really. Um, I mean, honestly, a, his name has completely gone out of my head for some reason. You could bring um, somebody like a, you know, a centre forward version of Tommy from nowhere. Well, this is the guy, but apparently it's too late now. We should have got him last summer at the, the latest because everyone knows about this bloke now. What's his name, uh, Ryan? The guy from Fiorentina, the, the centre forward who oh. everyone's talking about now. It's gone out of my head. Maybe someone in the chat can put me out of misery. His name's just completely gone. But he's um, he's been talked about at 70, 75 million now and all this. Is, mm. And we should have got him last summer before he became the next big thing um but there are players around um but we all know that the, the center forward is, is the most expensive part of the pitch to to get and it's quite what's quite frustrating is that we've got Nketiah who's not quite not going to make it at Arsenal great good little player and I think he's going to have a great career but not good enough for Arsenal he's mm. And then we've got Balogun, Martinelli, um, this guy, Mika Beareth, mm. and they're all sort of around that sort of fairly similar type of age. And it just, if that, if one of them, or one of them only, was two years older, you could just bridge that gap a little bit more. There's another one That'd as well. That'd be ideal, wouldn't it? There's another strike we bought through um, last year, but we bought, like, bought into the academy last yeah. year. Yeah. What's his name? Dad does the next Ebra. Yes, yeah, he's. Um, I, I, I can't quite get the that that loan where. He's gone, yeah, but he's gone to the third division of oh, no. Germany. That's really yeah. weird. Yeah, that's really bizarre, weird, but he um, he's exactly the same bracket as what I just talked about. Like they're they're all a similar age, eighteen, nineteen, twenty mark, and we need someone that's around twenty three, twenty four. Just to bridge that gap for the uh, for them to come through, yeah. and to go and buy someone for 70, 80 million quid, when you've got that really, really promising—not just one or two, but four or five forwards coming through the youth the, from the youngsters—that pains you, doesn't it? Because you know that they're going to be ready in a couple of years' time. 
one of them at least, is going to make it be good enough to come through in a couple of years' time, three at the, at the max. So would you then go and pay 70, 80 million quid just to la- tide you over for the next three years? Well, no, I think um, you're going to pay Bamiyang, aren't you? Bamiyang Uber's going to stay another two or three years, isn't it? So I, think really I don't know. I think, well, I think you'd be better off keeping Uber as, you know, and then developing the young players rather than bringing in another, mm. you know, striker and then push them all down the pecking order because they won't get the minutes, will they? No. No. You need you need the players, Balogun um, and Martinelli, to get the minutes. If you bring another striker in now, um, they're not going to get the minutes, are they? Because if you're no, going to no. spend £70 million on a striker, he's going to play, isn't he? He's not going to be sitting on the bench. Exactly. Exactly. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, really. So mm. I think going with them for the next year... You could, do with, you could do with either... <laughs> a Bamiyang or Lacazette being two or three years younger, or one of yeah, those yeah. kids, one of those kids being two or three years older. Mm. Yeah, we haven't got anything in between. We haven't got anything in between. Yeah. That's really annoying because we're in a bit of a tricky situation with our strikers. Mm. Well, that's why you've got to stick with what we've got. I think we've got to stick with what we've got and spend the money if we've got that money somewhere else. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to think so because. I'd say we'll probably get one more year. I'll get this season and one more out yeah, of Aubameyang. So Martin yeah. and Balogun have got 18 months to get themselves up to the level we need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we're, we're, I... Yeah, well, sorry. We've still got Lacazette to the end of the season, theoretically, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to get played any more than we... Again, I think he's another El Nini emergency like worst, scenario yeah, person. Worst case scenario, yeah. 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 Which is the right thing to do in one sense, because as you said, they've got a year left in their contracts and not, not not staying. It's the same with Leno. He's only going to play now as a goalkeeper in the cup games and come to the league, literally only if Ramsdale's injured. Well, it's I think another worst another case. Tess is making his mind up, isn't he? He's now made his mind up that Leno is mm. not the number one goalkeeper. Took him long enough to realise that. Yeah. Yeah, but it, as we said, you know, you don't spend that sort of money on a goalkeeper to be a number two, do you? Oh, no, no. exactly. He don't put clauses in contracts. And the fact that he's pre- now, it's all worked in his favour, isn't it, Ramsdale? It's all worked in If we'd have won the first three games, he probably wouldn't be playing there, would he? Hmm. He's, no, he's still been the bench, yeah, that's true. He, that's the only thing, but so, talk about Leno. That was all part of Arteta's cunning plan. Yeah. So cunning. <laughs> so cunning, <laughs> no, you can put a tail on it and call it a weasel. <laughs> it's a master. You're really showing our age, aren't you, tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, but talking of Leno, obviously he's come out again and spoke a lot of rubbish. Basically, well, it's rubbish because it makes no sense. He's he basically saying, I wasn't dropped based on my form. Arteta's the coach, he knows what he's doing. But basically, he, as far as he's concerned, he, he doesn't deserve to be dropped. Yeah, but being a shot stop is not enough nowadays, is it? In being a goalkeeper, being a shot stop is not enough. If you look at them three, oh my god, what a save by Carl Hine. What a save that was. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, I mean, you, you know, being a shot stop is not enough, is it? You've got to be part of the back four. You know, mm. feeding the ball and so on. That's what that's what you want. And Ramsdale can do that. And he's yeah. a shot stopper as well. So it's a win-win. That's right. Well, I was saying, to Steve, um, 
F put in the chat, we, but we need to win. Andrew, can't wait to see how they develop. But I, I agree, that's what I mean. We're in a really tricky situation with the strikers. It's Like I said, we need, <laughs> it's just frustrating that Lacazette or Aubameyang aren't two or three years younger and, you know, mm. one or two of the youngsters aren't two or three years older because we're in that sweet spot. Well, not so sweet spot, bitter spot <laughs> with our strikers. But it's... it's it's really tricky to know what to do for the best. We, you know, if you go out there and buy someone that's, you know, like the guy, I still don't know his name from Fiorentina, complete. Um, if you spent like 70, 80 million on him, what are you going to do in two or three years time? I mean, I know that that's not, you play for the here and now. We need results now. I get that completely, but you must also understand like, what are you going to do with these players you've spent so long nurturing with so much talent when you've got mm. that, that quality coming through that are just a couple of years too young? You know, you, you're literally not going to be able to play them at all. Mm. No, exactly. And um, the assembly was asking, does anyone know what's happening to the young goalkeeper Arsenal who's in pre-season? That's Arthur Quanko. He's a third-choice goalkeeper this season. So basically, when it comes to cup games, he's a sub-goalkeeper, basically. Unless he's injured, obviously. Oh. Yeah. We've got Carl Hine has been promoted as well. They've got a new contract recently. So it does look that they are trying. It does. I think we mentioned it last last on Monday or the week before. In terms of this, you know, Carl Hine and Arthur Quanko, it looks like we're going to have in the next 12 months at least, maybe the next year or 18 months or so, we're going to have them two battle it out for a spot, be second or third choice. And whoever doesn't meet the, meet the, cut the mustard will be moved on. But because of the new contracts, they'll have that. Yeah. Um, it'll be a bit of a, a, value, a, a, bit of a price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't forget how, how long. I'm not going to say it's going to happen that, that as long, but Emmy Martinez was, was loaned out until he was, what, 26? Yeah. Mm. He is just like I'm not going to say that they're going to be loaned out that long, but mm. they will be loaned out, no doubt whatsoever. Uh, one of them will, at least. Hasn't Carl been loaned out again this season? I can't remember now. No, he's playing today. I just said he made an well, incredible save. Because there was rumours of him after, after he's under contract, and if he went through or not. I can't remember. Yeah, he's good got a new he hasn't. Yeah. He's got a new contract with us. Yeah, he's playing today. I don't yeah. know whether um, a is injured or something. Maybe he is. Maybe, but either way. Yeah, but obviously, he, I think I think it is. It's, as it now, Ramsdale, Leno, Arthur. Well, he's obviously fit. Then Carl, but obviously at the mm. moment it's Carl being third choice. But obviously when he's not playing, uh, obviously when he's Premier League, he's obviously playing in the twenty threes. So he's still getting game time as well. So he's not like he's gathering dust basically, so to speak. But as I said, but I mean, think Leno, Leno's going to be gone in the next, next this time next year. Leno won't be with us. So yeah, so that means we'll bring in another goalkeeper in the meantime, won't we? Mm. Yeah. Which then means those two players won't get. The number two shot anytime soon, will they? Mm. They're they not ready. They, they won't be ready no, until they're, they're about I mean, four years. Well, twenty twenty one. Go for twenty. I mean, who's going to want? Mm. You know. I would love us to get the Brentford goalkeeper, David Raya. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to love us to get him. I know we are after him. Obviously, it's well documented. Mm. But he really impressed me this season. Mm. Oh, mm. nice goal by Brighton. Oh, back in the game, there you go. Or is it? I don't know if it's allowed or not. 
They're not showing the, any kind of celebration whatsoever. Well, I think it might have been offside. Well, there's subs happening on my screen, but yeah, the, no, it won't a goal, can't have been. But yeah, going back to obviously tomorrow's game, looking like looking, looking to close us up soon. Uh, so we can get some rest and get ready for tomorrow. What are your final thoughts going? In? What are your your guys' final thoughts? Final thoughts actually going into that game. Is anyone obviously with the doubts of Basuma and um, Danny Welbeck? Is anyone that really stands out for them that's going to you think going to give us any problems tomorrow? The left back um, they got from Barcelona. What's he doing? Kura 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 Can or something like that. Um, mm. my brain is getting worse and worse. I tell you, I can't remember names. But Kura, I'm sure Kurakan or something like that. But he's impressed me a lot this season. Hmm. Um, looks a really good buy. I mean, again, they've, they've got a really good, must have a really good scouting network. But they're falling short up front. I think we're going to be blunt up front again. Well, I don't rate more pie at all. He's just a arsehole. Um, their midfield is really weak. But they've got an exceptional defence, um, as we know. The wing backs are really effective. Um, mm. But the left back, as I say, I think he's a really, really good signing they've made. Um, I just think it's down to us to break him down. I think they'll try and hit us on the on the break as much as they possibly can. But um, I'm really confident that our midfield and, and defence can withstand anything that they can throw at us. Um, and we, it's just down to us to break down their defence, which we know is, is extremely strong. And um, mm. But I think we will. I genuinely think we will. I'm really confident. I think we'll go for a one or two nil, which I'd be absolutely delighted with. I know it's the famous last words, but I can't see them scoring tomorrow. I can't. Yeah. And I think we will. I think we will score a goal against them. Mm. So I'll go for two nil personally. If, um, yeah, I think I'd awesome. go for the same. I think I'd go for the same, really. Mm. I don't I think we're on a roll. I think confidence is high. Um depending on the side he puts out, I don't think he's gonna make too many changes personally, but you never know. So I would still go for a, to keep the winning run going, I'd go for two 0 as well. I can't see us can't really see us. If we play like we've been playing the last few games, I can't see us leaving the game. I really can't. No. No, I can't. Especially if we go again, I know it's not falling on top, but if we go if we go in that same mentality, that same intensity for the entire but not just for 45, but for the entire 90 minutes, I can't see us coming out anything but the three points and a clean sheet to boot. And that's, and that's again going because with how how well Brighton have started this season, because as we said, even if we win tomorrow, they'll still be above us by a point or two. So that'd be a again, that'd be a massive confidence booster going into the international break, coming out, coming back from that. We've got to go. We've got Palace at home. The return of Vieira. Then we've got like, was it was it Villa then Leicester or Leicester and Villa one of the two, and then kick on from there. Really, we've got Leeds amongst that in the in the, in the, um, FA, the League Cup. Sorry. So we've got some big games coming back. We come back as well. And then we've got Man United. I think in November at some point. But so it's gonna be it's gonna be a, as, I, as I said earlier. I think Cheddar's might have been right last year. In the sense that your people could be a benefit to us. All those games are all winnable games by us, aren't they? Really? Mm. You know, none of them. Even Man United doesn't really frighten me, to be fair. No. no. And, and also, what was it? And 
this time last year, if we beat Tottenham this time last year, we'll we we'll be going into the European game or mid or cup game uh, with, a, with that bounce sort of going into that after that game. Whereas we've got the North London derby this year, we've had it, won it, and we're still on that high going into the mm. Brighton game. Doesn't, mm. So there's no there's no excuse there as well from the players. But yeah, we're interested. Be interested to see a who comes in, how sets the team up, and who comes in to replace Granite. Because apart from apart from obviously that that position that that, that position there, sorry, he, he really he shouldn't make any more. He shouldn't make any any different any other changes to that to that eleven going based on last week. Unless there's a little concern for someone, don't make any changes. I'd go for the same formation. Same eleven, apart from obviously, as he said, um, Jack put Lukonga yeah. in for place of him. Go for, go, for, go for that same formation and go and go because they've got their fans there as well. It's got to be, inten- it's got to be an intense atmosphere as well. Mm. But go for the throw, show them that we mean show not just obviously Brighton, but show the league that last week wasn't a one-off in terms of the performance. That now we, we are meaning to kick on. We do mean business this year. Yeah, well, I think, I, think he, I think it'd be a shock if we lost, to be fair. Yeah, mm, I think yeah. he'll go with the the four three three, even though it's not what I would want to see, as I've already explained. I haven't got to go through all that again. But I think that, you know what? I think that Arteta sort of gets into his head, which is, is right in a way. Because if you, if you do the same thing, match after match after match, without changing it, which we haven't done yet, by the way. But if we did, when you're getting scouted all the time, then obviously teams get to know, they see you over a period of weeks and they know how to counter you. But when you do something different every now and then, obviously they're, they're left wondering, what, what are you going to do that week? Are you going to do the 4 2 3 one, or Are you going to go back to the 4 3 3 And I think Mikel Artes is that type of manager that likes to fool the opposition as to what we're going to be doing week on week. Whereas I think it'd be much more beneficial to to stick the conger in Jacker's place and play the same way we played against Spurs. Mm. Because it's not something that we've done regularly this this week, this season anyway. Um, And I think it's the best way of beating uh, Brighton, (laughs) just quite simply. Um, And I'd love to to see it. I think it'd be a harder yeah. game than last weekend. Yeah. Without question, but we were so much more fluid in attack with that formation than we were when we went to that 4 3 3. We just saw every time we every, last week, every, and I, again, North London Derby, maybe, and all that, that might have a bit of a sway to how we were playing, but really, that formation, we were literally threatening every time we attacked. I know it's Tottenham and all that, but still. All the other games, apart from obviously all the other league games, we we sort of we created chances, but we never done anything with it. Whereas last mm. week we just went bang, 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 mm. and even then we could have scored three or four more before half time if we really wanted to. Mm. I mean, I think I mean the thing was Tottenham did it, did actually improve in the second half, didn't they? They suddenly mm. realised that they were being smashed and did actually start to play for the shirt a little bit, but. By then it was too late, and you know we we had opportunities to go further ahead, didn't we? We didn't take yeah. them, but you know. And I think against yeah. Brighton, I think um, I think to a degree Brighton will sit back. I think they'll try and mm. catch us on the break, mm. and we'll have a lot of the ball. And it's just a question of what we do with it. 
Mm. But I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely try and catch us on the break. Yeah, definitely. And but I don't think they will. No, I agree. I think it's a bit of complete clean sweep in terms of prediction. Even Steve saying it as well. I think 2 0 to the Arsenal as well. Mm. Well, that's it. Then. That's, the, that's the result, isn't it? Easy, easy chat. Yeah, it's all done. Right, might, as well, <laughs> might as well go straight in, straight into the post match uh, chat now. Then shall we? <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting game, was not it? <laughs> yeah, party, party spot one in the top corner. Thirty five yards. What an amazing goal that was! Mm. Oh, top beans literally no keeper saving that. Not even our goalkeeper would save that. Oh dear. He watches his own, doesn't he? If he does that, that's just, I'll, I'll just freaked out and tomorrow's watching them. Oh dear. Uh, Gary Mitchell, one sec, is saying, oh, so I haven't played the same 11 yet this season. Well, obviously, we can't say we played the same 11 as we already touched on last week because obviously mm. Granite's injured, so we have to make that slight change as we all touched on. But apart from that, yeah. That's hence what I'm saying, literally. Apart from that, stick with the same formation, stick with the same other 10 players and go for it. And again, mm. not, not just so Brighton and their fans that we mean business, but show the league. Because even after we beat Tottenham and convinced them, it was convincing in the scoreline and it was convincing in performance, even though we did drop off a bit in the second half, but we still did a professional performance in that second half and saw the game out. We were still getting slated in the, me- in the media on Monday morning. It's, it's, it's a deflated Tottenham. It's well, it's a deflated son against somebody else. So it's like, Give us some bloody credit for fuck's sake. What have we got to do? We've got mm. okay, next time we, next time we play, we'll beat them six nil when they're in the top pomp of their life, basically. It doesn't make, mean much for Tottenham, but still. We'll we'll do that instead. We could win this we, we could win tomorrow more than two nil. No, it was like, it was it's bright in FC. Come on, behave yourselves. Yeah, Give Brian us actual credit. Now. Players, players <laughs> out. They weren't in form, you know, we managed yeah, we got lucky. Well, I don't care. Yeah. We, we win every game because we got lucky. I don't care. Yeah, no. In one sense, it, even though it does annoy me, we don't get the credit we deserve, especially last week. I'm sort of happy going under the radar. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep slagging oh, us off. Keep, keep saying we're going to get out of Europe and all, we're not going to get European football. Keep saying it, keep saying it. And then when we do do it, you stick up a yang yang, basically. Mm. Um. No, yeah, Brian, got... Steve, Steve's right. I mean, they're Brighton are a progressive team. We mentioned mm. that earlier in the show. They're a really good mm. side. But the reason I think they'll counter-attack tomorrow, though, Steve, I think is because we're going to dominate the midfield and we're going to mm. be on the front foot from the start. And I think that we are a stronger side than them. Obviously, midfield and attack. And I think they are going to try and... Because we're going to be dominating that midfield, they're going to be trying to hit us quickly with the counter-attack against mm. us because of that. Not because they're that's the way they play normally. And you also but, got to bear um, in mind that we've seen them yeah, play, hopefully. but we've got you know half a dozen new players in that side, still actually still learning how to play together. So what we've seen yeah. so far is only the start. It's not we're not the finished article by no way. No. So every no. game that goes by, they'll they'll gel together, and um, we'll have seen improvements. So if we improve on last week's performance, Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, and I think with that, we're going to wrap things up now. And obviously, because Andrew's got to go and Steve's getting, getting dark, because I know you've got to go back indoors. <laughs> be, like, yeah, Steve, <laughs> I keep, keep keep meaning to say, and don't take this the wrong way, because you're a much better looking person than him, but obviously, but you remind me of Greengrass from um, Heartbeat. Cheers. The way, no, because of the way you're sitting, you look like you're sitting in a shed, like with your, 
my main it's like with the corrugated roof yeah that's the that's the reason with your with your white beard you remind me of green grass sitting yeah, like a, down the... I'll, be in the bed, I'll be in the bedroom when it's a bit warmer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say you can't, this is can't summer, take it. summer location yeah. winter location indoors in the warmth and heating on indoors in the warmth <laughs> <laughs> but yes with that guys we're back, in terms of the podcast we're back Obviously, the aftermath podcast of this will be out on come back on Monday around the same time we've done tonight. Um, with obviously Steve and obviously with Andrew's around, we obviously he's more than welcome to come back on and get, try and get a couple of other guys on. And tomorrow, we've got the obviously double not just covering the the uh, the men's team tomorrow, we've got to cover both games because they both kick off literally in 15 minutes of each other for fuck's sake. Well done, BBC. In your infinite wisdom, trying to get people to watch more women's football, yeah, Arsenal playing. That's when we're going to play at the same time. We're going to get loads of these, aren't you? Fucking idiots. So, the we're going to have to do that. We're doing a double watch song. We're going to kick off at go live at five, kick off for the women's game is at quarter past, and then kick off at 15 minutes later for the men's team. We're going to cover, I'm going to cover both games there and obviously get a few of the other guys on for that and have a bit of a laugh. I hope you get double another double Arsenal win this week. There'll be four, four Arsenal wins in a matter of days. So there you go. All right, this one tonight and this one three tonight, nil. That's, that's fantastic that's result. Is that before? Yeah, the 90th minute as well. So I've got to finish off there. <coughs> and it's at the Emirates. Why did they play at the Emirates? Because they usually play the Emirates. I know. Really, really surprising. I don't know why. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, Andrew, where can people find you? Um, if you have a look at my um, website, which is from dialsquaretoware.com, um, see, I just put a an article up yesterday actually where as to why we think Mikel Arteta deserves a bit of respect more nowadays um so have kind of uh, a read of that let me know what you think you can get me on twitter at, at from dial square and my youtube channel is from dial square to where <laughs> and uh yeah thanks very much for having me on again Ryan and great to be on with you again Steve it's always a and pleasure you, always a pleasure yeah yeah yeah, it's all been good Steve. since you've joined the channel, mate. It's all been win, 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 isn't it? Yeah, I know. That's why I keep everybody back on. Keep, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard being positive. Not hard. Well, he sometimes actually, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, unlike other people in Spain, we have no reason to be negative at the, mo- at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Exactly. But yes, yeah, Steve F. Uh, is asking, is Steve really in his shed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some potting. Got your little, um, little plants, your little baby plants there that you're potting afterwards, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually I've turned it into a bar. It's actually a, a tiki bar. Fantastic. I made one in my last garden. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's got to be done, isn't it? Lockdown. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll be needing it anyway. Fucking, we'll be invite, invite down there one day. Yeah, by all means, yeah. Oh. Oh, an intruder. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Um, but yeah, also, Steve, what about yourself? Where can people find you? Because <laughs> I'm now getting some of the keys out of the doors, about Stroke Bar. And obviously, you can find, guys, you're not going to find me yet on social media. You can find me, it goes across the screen. 
But uh, Twitter missed Arsenal 89. Obviously, the YouTube channel, we've enjoyed all this. And you want to come watch the stream tomorrow. As I said, a couple of the men's and the women's game tomorrow. So, even more reason to come. Because not many channels will be doing that. Because most Arsenal channels are concentrating on men's. So, that's what it is. But, uh, subscribe now. It's completely free. And literally, subscribe to the notification bell. So, you don't miss a second. And we'll see you tomorrow. And then, that'll be, as I said, going live around 5. And until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll see you then. As always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. Up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. Cheers, boys. Take care. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Thank you.